Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Howdy, folks. Welcome to the Cape Cod Fun Show, the show that's all about having fun in the most beautiful place on earth, Cape Cod. I'm Eric Williams, and Mung is here. Whoop. Greg is here. Hello. Let's check that all-important Cape and Islands weather forecast for the upcoming weekend of splendor and joy here on Cape Cod. For Friday, Sunday with a high near 57. Saturday, chance of showers, mostly cloudy, high near 63. But hold on, fellas. Sunday, mostly sunny with a high near 52. That's all right. As we move into fall on Cape Cod, let's check the tides. It is always important to know about the tides. Going into the weekend here on October 19th, Friday, high tide around 8 in the morning, and that means we have a 9 o'clock high tide on Saturday and a 10 o'clock high tide on Sunday, the 21st of October. And it will be an exciting day, I can tell you that, fellas. I can tell you're already excited. Yeah. Oh, boy, Greg. Yeah. And that means a nice afternoon low tides, too, if you want to take a stroll out on the flats. I think we've come to the end of swimming season, Mung. I don't know. I went about 10 days ago, and I think that might be it. Unfortunately, that is it. We're saying so long to swimming. Sad. So, so sad. It just makes you scream. (laughs) I think it's supposed to warm up next week. All right. You know, I mean... I don't know. My wife says that if it gets warm, she will go in the water. She better be careful out there. Because the water's, you know, sort of warm still, kind of. I don't know. The birds are flying. The season's changing. Uh, Owls are saying, who goes there? I don't know. It's tough out there, Greg. Don't Don't you worry. A quick update on the Wellfleet Oyster Fest. I was there for the Shuck-Off Championship. What a scene it was. Looked like 10,000 people out in the audience on Sunday as we did the finals. And Chopper Young, the legendary shucker from Wellfleet, took the title back to Wellfleet. And he is your 2018 champion. He jumped up on the table and was holding the trophy. And everyone was adoring and screaming. And uh, quite an exciting and tense situation, as it was a matter of seconds. Uh, past champ Steve Boreen, the defending champion, he came in second by just a few, few little shreds of oyster. At one point, the judges were showing me one of uh, Steve Boreen's oysters, and it hadn't been fully detached from the shell. And they said it was the three-second rule, and they held the oyster upside down, <gasps> and the meat stayed on the shell. Wow. That's the thinnest of margins, my friends. That's kind of like what happened when I hatched. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Like, your your parents were platypuses, right? (laughs) Is that correct? That's why I have such a big tail. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mung, mung, mung. You know, some of our sort of outdoor delights are starting to come to uh, an end. Uh, 
We haven't had a frost yet on Cape Cod, and we could go another. We could go a month without a frost if we get lucky. Yep. Wow! Into November, yep. you yep. never know, yep. and yep. that means the outdoor shower situation is on watch right now. Uh, I was in there yesterday. Uh, it was delightful and chilly. And I'm going to keep going as long as I can. Greg, what's going on with your outdoor shower world? I was out there this morning. It was, I believe, 44 degrees. Yesterday, I think it was 48 degrees. Oh, my god! It was kind of, you know. But see, I'm out there. I I don't really want to be out there. I want to take a shower inside. That's why. But my indoor shower bathrooms have been under uh, reconstruction for several months now and waiting for a shower head, right? This shower head's been backloaded for like three months. Oh, man. It's got to be like they're they're forging the shower head. I mean, they're they're creating this lovingly hand-tooled shower head somewhere and what was that <laughs> hey there's your shower head salesman Craig he's all spooked out for Halloween he well, was that's rough I mean well that's okay he now. was totally sinister so in I the can't... summertime you can go outdoors but now you're facing the final call I, for outdoors what's gonna happen I don't have a choice I mean I have to go outside so um Actually, we did get a shower head, sort of a temp oh, shower head from my for sister your, for, your, for your indoor. Right. And, uh... and, 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 you know, we, we put it on and my wife took a shower, but then she noticed that there was this crack in, in the uh, tile that has to be filled. So she said, well, you can't take a shower. You have to go outside and take a shower this morning until you get the caulking compound to, to you know, take care of that crack. So you actually had to repair it yourself with, with caulk? Yes. So I filled, I, I, I put the compound in well, What is it again, Greg? But then it has to dry. It's, it's caulk, right? <laughs> caulking, C-A-U-L-K? Caulking compound. Caulking compound. Are you trying to get dirty somehow, Greg? This is how you so, work. The bottom You're trying line. to make me say cock, which is C-A-U-L-K, and I'm not going there. Aside from your <laughs> Why amazingly, amazingly childish mind. So Why are we talking about cock? <laughs> I mean, come on. It's not even outdoor shower, and you're, you're somehow putting this C-A-U-L-K on your indoor shower just to make me say dirty words, and we won't have this. That is horrendous. Mung, stop that, man. So. That's from the FCC right to you. The bottom line here is beyond your, like, your filthy mind is tomorrow I will be taking a shower Inside. Don't do it. Ooh. Inside. I'm glad we I'm glad we really got to the bottom of that, Greg. But if nothing works, I have two words for you that Mung has heard many times. Sponge bath. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that guy gets the sponge out, it's big, he brings the neighbors over, they each grab an end, he wiggles his way in there, and like they get under his scales. It's fantastic. <laughs> nothing like an old sponge bath out there. Sometimes he just runs through the car wash. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who wants to ever practice on how to clean walruses should show up. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, so uh, Mung is looking for an intern uh, <laughs> with a scrub brush. <laughs> the poor guy. Oh, boy. Uh, all right. Uh, we'll check what foliage things. Any foliage reports yet? Do we have any coming in? Cape Cod always slow to the foliage. Yes, uh, but we do hear that, you know, this is a good time to get out, even though it's a little early. Maybe a week from now will be the best. But one of our favorite places we hear is looking pretty good right now is Bell's Neck in Harwich. This may be my favorite foliage spot. Good amount of parking, little trails to walk and see the foliage right on the the ponds there. And uh, it's hot. I will probably anywhere with, like, water, like Mm -hmm. swampy. Swampy. Right, right. That's where you get swamp. Yeah, yeah. Inland. 
I'll throw out the uh, Lowell Holly reservation on the Mashpee Sandwich uh, town line. That is an Audubon property, I believe. Yep. And uh, it is a lovely sort of almost an island you walk out uh, onto in between two ponds. There's some excellent deciduous trees there, Greg. That's the kind you're looking for. Not coniferous, deciduous. I love deciduous trees. That's so nice. And that is a beautiful place. There's kind of old sort of uh, roads almost on it. Uh, I think carriage roads that take you out to a beautiful point. And that's where I've seen some of the most beautiful uh, foliage on Cape Cod. So I will recommend Lowell Holly Reservation on the Mashpee Sandwich Line. Get down there. That is a lovely place. And the ponds are beautiful. You might be tempted to take a little skinny dip, but it's probably against town bylaw. <gasps> When's the last time you skinny dipped, Greg? Um, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like totally. You know, uh, I'm natural, you know. What? Oh yeah. yeah. Did you bring your compound with you? C A U. Forget it. I haven't been skinny since high school, so it's been a while. <laughs> oh boy, Mung. Um, all right. Well, let's move on here because it is the spooky season on Cape Cod, and everyone takes it seriously and funnily and crazily. We are all deeply into it. I did note, uh, Mung, that uh, one of your uh, mentors has put together his uh, haunted house uh, situation in Dennisport. It's called Haunted Harbor, which is one of those oh. kind of scary tour places you go, and it's like a haunted house. There's monsters. Apparently, this features deadly mermaids, swamp monsters, oceanic oracles, zombie pirates, strange deep sea creatures, and mutant shellfish. Well, it sounds like the Thanksgiving table at my house, actually. <laughs> but also, uh, this is run by uh, John Sullivan, and you know more about this fellow and this scariness. Mung, what is it? Oh, definitely, definitely. John Sullivan was a mentor uh, for me when I was in the drama club. He's a legendary Barnstable High School drama club uh, director and club leader. And John Sullivan is known for super epic costumes, makeup. The production is like super professional. So I recommend everybody going to the Haunted ha uh, Harbor. You're going to be scared. Um, one of John, we used to do these awesome haunted houses at the, uh, at the uh, Barnstable Drama Club. And one of John Sullivan's favorite things he used to tell us uh, was we wanted to be really, you know, loud and scary. And if, if the kids don't leave running home and crying and screaming, we haven't done our job. So uh, it's spooky down there. You're going to see some amazing costumes, amazing characters, and you're just sure to get goosebumps. Okay, wow. that opens uh, Friday. This Friday, uh, it's open Friday and Saturday, 6 to 8.30 p.m., and also October 25th through the 30th at the Cape Cod Community Media Center on Shad Hole Roll. Shad Hole Road in Dennisport. Costs 10 bucks, which benefits scholarships. Uh, that seems like a pretty good deal. Oh, if you yeah. like haunted houses, this is the one to go to on the Cape. Mm. All right, great. that's good. Now, now, fellas, this is something we've talked about all the time in the office. Uh, and finally, there's an event we can all go to together. Won't it, won't it be nice, all of us in a car? Oh, wow. It'll be fantastic. Road trip. Don't call me. It's the Halloween Candy Showdown. Now, this sounds maybe like, oh, well, maybe not that big of a deal. But when you think about it, it's the biggest deal of all. <laughs> Okay, the Halloween Candy Showdown, 2 o'clock Saturday at the Brewster's Ladies Library on Main Street in Brewster. Lovely building. Kids of all ages invited to sample a wide selection of Halloween candy, then vote on their favorites. Oh. So finally, it's going to be settled what is the number one Halloween candy, the number one thing that all trick-or-treaters are looking for. 
I gotta say right now, without a doubt, the number one Halloween candy has to be the mini Hershey's with almonds because the almonds are slivered and tiny. Not a big junky nut in your face, no. It's just so subtle. The play of that milk chocolate that made America famous and the little beautiful pieces of almond just crunching their way into their nutty greatness. We've settled it. We don't even need to go to the Brewster Ladies Library 2 p.m. Oh, on no, no, Saturday wait. for the Halloween candy showdown. Thanks. What? Hold on. What? Hold on. Reese's peanut butter cups. Now, come on. No, 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 no. Chocolate, which is which is wonderful, and peanut butter. I put peanut butter in everything. Ice cream on top of my steak. I mean, I love peanut butter. You get those two together, it's award-winning. It's epic. Now, I always feel like someone's trying to sneak nutrition into my candy. Peanut butter is great by itself. It loves crackers. Come on, Toast, you can join the party. But it really shouldn't be in dessert foods because it's more of a staple thing. You know, it's more like marmalade. Might or 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 protein or tofu. It's better than those, but it's just a, mm, it's a marmite. I love marmite. Here you go, kid. Mm, Have you marmite, ever had marmite. marmite. It's wonderful. It's so hideous. Um, why ruin something good with nuts? That's you know. No, you know? no. I was. I'm the opposite of you. All of the best Halloween candy features a lot of nuts, not just slivered big nuts. I love nutty candy. Wasn't that like, your nickname in high school? <laughs> like what? Like what? Oh dear! I ready. My favorite Halloween candy is something that no one's gonna give out because I don't even know if they prunes? sell them. Are you still uh, getting prunes? No, Mr. Goodbar is the best candy. It's classic peanuts, big peanuts, and and uh, chocolate, just delightful. Um, if you like a nut uh, a bar that I've been into uh, recently that doesn't have chocolate, what about uh, old fashioned payday? Just like oh, like come nougat. On. Oh yeah, I love That's any old school. I love right. anything with yeah, like there's nuts. There's no chocolate. There's no chocolate, but you know you got to balance it out. That's like a trail bar or something like that. Don't try <laughs> to like fool me. How about with this peanut butter, Baby Ruth, nuts, caramel, Snickers? Yeah, I love all these things. I, I don't like, know. I like Milky Ways. I like stuff without uh, nuts. Nougat is overrated. And nougat is completely just, overrated. Nuts just you know the caramel it's, block. It's, it's a crunch when you don't need a crunch. Mm. You know? And I'll tell you what. Don't give me those Sour Patch Kids or those Jelly Worms or all that stuff because. I just can't go with the goo. No. I need chocolate. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the people are giving me a full-size bar. Ooh. The goo gets caught in your teeth. It's <laughs> gross. The full-size bar people get like a thousand points. Oh, who are those people? On trick or I mean, treat. what are they all about? They are uh, <laughs> unbelievable uh, saints. They should be sainted by the Pope for giving out full-size candy bars on Halloween. How do they afford it? How do they come up with this? How can they be so generous? There's only a few of them. Mm. And I know a few. Uh, My kids always go up to Nelson Avenue in Provincetown, and there's a couple families along that circuit. And you show up, and they're laying a crackle bar down on you, like a whole big red one. Wow. Or a $100,000 bar. Or like a big old regular Hershey's where you can just square that thing up. And man... That is a beautiful thing, because chocolate is not cheap, especially around Halloween. I've never done that before. I'm always giving out, like, individual packets of oatmeal. (laughs) (laughs) You're so generous. Because you want the kids to be healthy, right? Or how about the people, there used to be people in Wellfleet that would give out toothbrushes. (laughs) 
What? It's like, I remember people face. like that. It's I like, remember people like that. They sort of like go against the grain. It's like, it's a super indulgent day. You can just gorge on crap. Well, well, but there's always someone, oh, this is healthy. Well, you didn't know? you used to set up a flossing station uh, on your front porch, Craig, <laughs> where you would actually individually floss their teeth and say, get out there, spit, please? <laughs> <laughs> Do they still hide like little razors in fruit and give them to kids like they did back in oh, my day? Oh, thanks for that public service announcement. Hey, Captain Mungkill Buzzkill, that's really great. They don't do we, that anymore. We were told just to stay no. away from the fruit because you never know what kind of apples. knife or razor apples. blade is in it. Never get the I apples. I think that was probably a rumor by the uh, candy cartel because they didn't want anyone uh, getting a foothold in Halloween. Certainly not the fruit people. I mean, but who would give out a piece of fruit? Well, and who ate the apples? I mean, uh, I didn't. Maybe back then, way back then, an apple was like your only chance to avoid scurvy for the winter. <laughs> so you'd be like, num, 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 I've never had an apple before. Well, what a unique and strange object this is. Because meanwhile, you're going home and you're eating jerky every day. And that's oh, all yeah. you got. Oh, yeah. So maybe that's it. All right. Well, well, they will decide at the Halloween Candy Showdown what is the number one candy. That's 2 o'clock Saturday at the Brewster Ladies Library. That sounds like a lot of fun. We'll be seeing what kind of data emerges from that. And, Greg, you can build some kind of chart for the uh, website. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be great, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's turn towards spooky things. Now, Mung, I have something here. I don't even know what it means, so we should probably skip it, but it's called Capers Tour. You mean like the little teeny things that go in spaghetti sauce that are like rolled <laughs> up grapes? or what are, what are capers anyway? Uh, I have no idea. Are they like lentils? They look like lentils, but they're salty. They're kind of like brown. What's that Italian dish that has a lot of capers? Pasta puttanesca. Piccata? Marsala? I don't know. I used to drive a piccata. It was a, it was a Volkswagen. <laughs> Are they bathed in brine? Yeah, they're in like a salty juice, yeah, yeah. and they come in a narrow yeah, jar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, what are they? Why are you bringing capers into the Halloween conversation, Mung? Because we got to get straight here. Uh, this is the month for Mung, and I'm sure a lot of Cape Codders and our listeners are doing this. It, we're two weeks away from Halloween. We're getting into the spooky spirit. we got to go full bore, Halloween, ho uh, horror movies, uh, exploring the Cape, trying to find the most haunted places, going to graveyards and getting so spooked out, and just spend like hours out and about in some of the scariest parts of the Cape and you have to <laughs> it begins and ends on Cape Cod in Barnstable Village now this is where the Cape and Islands Paranormal Research Society kind of their Operation Capers that's their short name Capers oh. um, this is kind of like their headquarters Barnstable Village the founder is Derek Bartlett he is a great guy has tons of great knowledge about what's haunted on the Cape um, and he definitely says Barnstable Village is hands down the most haunted area in all of Cape Cod. We've interviewed him multiple times. We've done videos with Derek Bartlett. And last year, we were able to take the Barnstable Village's Ghost Hunters Walking Tour. Ooh. Oh, man, is this okay. super cool. So what you do is get into a big group of people, and Derek or his uh, his capers folks lead you on a tour of some of the most haunted spots in the village. This is at night. The wind is blowing. It's howling. It's scary. Get yeah. Ooh. It was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> <laughs> it gets you into super cool places. I'll, let, let me highlight just one that we went on last year. Uh, Derek took us over to the Cobb's Hill Cemetery. <laughs> 
in Barnstable Village where you can actually use EVP recorders to ask ghosts and spirits questions and record them and hopefully you play it back and you get an answer. So you you ask them something like, you know, who has the best burger on the cape? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm sorry, ask again. (laughs) It's unclear. Maybe it's (laughs) Katie's. But but no, it's so so funny because everybody, you know, kind of branches off into the sections of the cemetery. This is a very haunted cemetery, according to Capers. That's the one with all the jagged sort of angular strange stones. Yeah, and weird bendy tree limbs, and it's dark and spooky, so you break up and you go to these these gravestones and you start asking questions, and hopefully you get a response, and then it's just really cool. Uh, you can actually go to the Cape Cod Times' uh, YouTube page and type in Ghost Tour Barnstable and check out our video. Um, but in addition to the cemetery, they take you to old uh, old buildings, including one of the most haunted spots on all of Cape Cod in Barnstable, the House of Eleven Ghosts. The Barnstable House. Also called the Barnstable House. Sucks. Greg knows a little bit about the Barnstable House. What do you got? Well, according to what they say, the most notorious ghost at this house is Lucy. At the House of Eleven Ghosts. She was a little girl. She was believed to be between eight and ten years old. Tragically, she was playing with a ball in the cellar. The ball went into a well. She went after the ball in the well and drowned. And her ghost is supposedly still floating around. Supposedly a while ago, I don't know if it's still the case, diners there used to see this girl who would sort of come up to the table and kind of stare at them eating. Little girl, Lucy. There were some other ghosts, too. Oh, my. Hey, Greg, you want to play ball? Uh, but the Barnstable House is no joke. In fact, I've spent hours. It's a private uh, residence slash business uh, uh, place now. But we had the opportunity a couple of years ago to spend a couple hours in the wee hours of the night from like 11 p.m. to 1 o'clock in the morning just asking ghost questions and touring the house with no one there in pitch dark. It's so spooky. And I do have to say, one of our reporters who I went with did go down into the spooky basement. You can hear the sounds of the well that's still down there it was enough to put all the hairs on your body standing straight up it was really spooky i wouldn't go into the cellar no yeah. way yeah man. No, no no it was way. it was rough it was like we turned all the cameras off so it was pitch black we were only using like that green you know infrared light that they'd use on like military operations and no one could see anything and it was just it was just harrowing so that's not a, a place yeah to... that, that sounds like the blair barnstable project <laughs> not for the faint of heart and the only other one uh, i won't ruin all the other uh, stuff on the on the tour, but they do take you to the old jail, which is the oldest wooden jail in America in Barnstable Village, and uh, they let you stay in the old jail for over a half an hour in the dark by yourselves in silence if you want. Do you pay for that? <laughs> uh, it, this, this whole tour is actually really affordable, super cheap, and such a great way to get into the spooky spirit. Derek has lots of great stories. In fact, he played for me a recording when he was in the old jail that he had. Someone asked a ghost a question. They responded. No one else was in the building, and it just gave everyone the heebie-jeebies. What did the ghost say? 
um, I think they asked you, are, are you here or are you with us? And they were like, I am here or something like that. You'll have to go to the Cape Cod Times YouTube page, type in Ghost Tour video. You can see it. I, we played the recording on there. And uh, yeah, you'll, you'll run out of the old jail. I am itchy. <laughs> <laughs> Please scratch my back. <laughs> you, Greg, come over here. No, no. So no. everyone should go to capers.com for all sorts of information about prices, when these tours Greg. run. See. <laughs> A-I-P-R-S You have such nice nails Um, These folks know they're ghosts Derek travels around the country Talking about ghost hunting and exploring And stuff like that So these are the people that you want to connect with Is is your Capers commercial over? (laughs) 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 That's uh, That does sound good And Derek is a good guy And it's There's nothing like getting out there On a spooky night in some of those old cemeteries, if you dare. Mm. Oh, my. I don't know about that. Uh, we so. should uh, mention another kind of spooky thing that's coming up. You might want to plan for this. This looks pretty good. This is coming up on October 30th. This is a fresh look at the Great Island Tavern site. This takes place in Wellfleet on Great Island, one of the sort of gems of the Cape Cod National Seashore, where historian Bill Burke will take you out there. It's a two-hour round-trip hike, and you end up at the site of the 1690s Tavern, where apparently someone might have been killed back then. At one point, they found a skull in the basement, all stove-in, with like a giant hole that didn't look like, you Uh, know, natural causes. And that's where the onshore whalers used to hang around the fire and drink and probably hang around the tavern and like that I must have been an incredibly rough crowd you know oh man whalers you know booze oh, how, long is the, how long is the walk to get to this thing sounds like it's a two uh, hour round trip and that's a tough walk wow it is, yeah. the tavern site isn't all the way to the end uh, so it's actually one of the easier things to get to on Grand Island but just getting out there you have to go around a marsh and the, the soft sand and the it's, sand yeah. you want to you want to bring a uh, some water and a snack uh, so that's at uh, October 30th at 9.30 a.m. Meet at the Great Island parking area in Wellfleet. Uh, Great Island uh, is a beautiful place. Also, you know, kind of a spooky place, I would say. It would rank up there with some of the spookier places on Cape Cod. And I was just trying to think of a few other spooky places. Let's throw a few out there. How about Hokum Rock in Dennis, Greg? You are a Dennis guy. Hokum Rock is a strange jumble of giant rocks and it's really weird. You can climb up inside it, and you can get around the back, yeah. and there's kind of a weird uh, sort of whale that's been carved into the rock. And I've been there on a couple winter evenings as the sun is just going down, and I have felt some weird vibes from Hokum Rock. That's what I was wondering, whether you went at night, evening. It would be very, very spooky, particularly at night. Uh, yeah. And one of the legends uh, of Hokum Rock, I believe, one of the ways they say it got its name and is because there used to be someone or some spirit. A hermit. A hermit or wasn't, someone. Wasn't there a hermit? Someone lived there, like and, inside and whenever, the rock. And whenever anyone came, he would say, Hokum. He'd say, who come? Hokum. Who come? And it became Hokum Rock. Why did who come? Like who's visit? Like who's here to disturb Why did my who presence? Who come become hokum? It's close there. Oh, okay, hokum, hokum. Did they did they misunderstand what he was saying? Maybe. Maybe the hermit had some issues with his 
his soft palate. <laughs> and so maybe uh, he had a speech impediment. Yes, right? and yeah. so there you are making the hermit, fun of the hermit. The hermit says, had a speech impediment. Yes, and that's so he correct. Was misunderstood. Okay. And so instead of caring, Greg, you're judging. <laughs> and this show is always about caring. Hokum. It's not about judging. Rock. So we love Hokum Rock, and that's right off the Regan Park right there. It's, it's nice. It's worth it. Um, let's see what else do we have here. Well, in the lower cape, there's a building, right? There's a uh, an inn that may have some. Sp- Spiritual action there, right, Greg? Is that some Orleans? kind of lead into to Greg's prepared thing about the Orleans Inn? <laughs> what? Oh, no. how did you know that? <laughs> how did you know that? How could you? There's no way you would have known that, unless you because were like a, a mentalist. It's or that a time of year you know, when you know these things, when the vibrations read. come across on the rustling leaves and the smell of pumpkin and cinnamon. You can read my <laughs> mind. Um, the Orleans Inn, which is on beautiful, beautiful Town Cove. That's correct. Yeah, it was built in 1875, and it's haunted, they say. What? Now, there's a really kind of scary story behind how this happened, though, right? Is there, like, someone... Well, according to one source, this is a book called Ghost of the Orleans Inn. It was written by Ed Moss, who is now the owner, was the owner, I don't know. Anyway, um, he says there are several ghosts. One is uh, Hannah a streetwalker from the 1920s, Fred, a bartender in the 1950s, and my favorite, and this could have been me, Paul, a dishwasher in the 1970s. <laughs> that what? is probably me. That could what be What went me. wrong for Paul? I don't know. I, I bet don't, they have some good know. conversations at the ghost dinner table. Well, I don't what know. Was he scalded to death? <laughs> I, I mean, what happened to the dishwasher? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's strange. Now, I heard that someone back way in history may have, like, hung themselves there. Uh-oh. That's but um, that may have been a different house. Oh, oh that's the hanging house in uh, another town. Was that no, Barnstable? I, I heard that, Was that I think I, I think Barnstable House. At the Barnstable had, House, there were rumors of a hanging had, out, outdoors. I believe had a hanging. Something happened financially, maybe to the mm-hmm, um, to the mm-hmm. owner, and he was distressed. So you know, boy, I, I hate spreading false, ghastly rumors. <laughs> I mean, maybe that happened at the Orleans Inn. So, um, so people. Uh, you know, comment you know for years and years and years about uh, unexplained noises, voices, a cold spot, cold spots inside. And I Whoa. think one of our videographers years ago got a very strange voice recording from the Orleans Inn. I looked at it. I looked through our archives before I came in here. I can't find it anywhere. Oh, I'll have to try to earn, it was, unearth maybe, that. Maybe they and heard Paul. They heard it. <laughs> I'm out of detergent. I'm out of detergent. Oh! <laughs> My hands are chapped. I'm an unhappy dishwasher, and now I'm going to be a ghost. I'll tell you that. When sad. I get my chance. That's sad. I mean, the dishwasher. I mean, what what could have happened? I was a dishwasher for a couple days, and it was awful. It's brutal. Oh, my I God. I hated it. I walked out of the restaurant, and I never came back, and I never got my paycheck. Absolutely hated it. It was the worst thing. I think the Red Sox were in a playoff game, so I'm like, I'm going home. This is. It had this big overhead squirting thing, yeah. and the water that came out was like a million lava degrees plus 10. It was like, <sighs> and all the filthy dishes from the filthy people piling up. No wonder Paul was unhappy at the Orleans Inn back in the 70s as a dishwasher. Where I used to work they had these rubber mats on the floor and every now and again we had to like wash them which meant they're they're rubber so they're all, you know, you're supposed to roll them up and they're rubbery. They want to be out you know, they don't want to be all, you know, confined by a, you know a roll, like a Tootsie Roll and you try to stuff them into the dishwasher. No kidding. And then they'd get washed. You have to take them out 
And once you open the door, it like flew out because it's going to its natural state, which is like flat. And, and <laughs> that and, sounds ghostly. And, and, and it's and it's you know a million zillion degrees curse hot. of the mat. Oh my god! This sounds like a horror show in and of itself. Well, all right, all right. Enough, enough about that. Um, Bad memories. We try to spook it up here on Cape Cod. It's a beautiful time when that chill in the night hits the semi-still-alive shrubs and flowers, and they're hanging on. You can almost hear them crying, Why? Why is it so cold? Why am I changing? Why am I dying? (laughs) And you can feel that every night as you walk through the yard and, like, just the last shred of green holding on and the leaves looking at you like, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump on you. And it's such a delicious time on the Cape because we get to extend that autumn a little longer than a lot of other places in New England. We are the Florida of New England, so that is why we savor it so. And we will continue to bring you the spookiest and spooky news. But we have to go to our new feature, which is called Poetry Corner. And uh, Greg just got a, a new book. Greg's a cat guy. I'm a cat guy. Mung, I don't know if you're a cat guy. Do you eat cats? Uh, what do you... <laughs> I'm a friend of the felines. Uh, and so Greg got a new book called Claw the System, Poems from the Cat Uprising. And Mung is going to read a poem that we've selected. There you go, Mung. What is the headline of the poem? The, ti- the, the, ne- the title? Never Enough. Never Enough. So, ladies and gentlemen, here's Mung with a new cat poem. Of course, I have a new cat poem, and I have to take the presence of the cat. So I will have my best cat voice. The title is Never Enough. Your guest says cats are unfriendly, so I push my head against their chin. Then they say cats are too aggressive, so I jump off of their lap. Then they say cats are too standoffish, so I look them directly in the eye. As I urinate on their coat. <laughs> That's beautiful. Never enough. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. Wow, I mean, I, you were so into that character. I could almost see you urinating on a coat. <laughs> I hope I hope this coat on the floor is neither of yours. <laughs> yeah, that didn't seem to be unfamiliar territory. <laughs> Oh, Oh, Poetry Corner, man. It's a great new feature. Greg, you were right. That is unbelievable. It's a great book. It's really funny. Oh, man. We are the cat people here on the Cape Cod Fun Show. I don't know about you fellas, but I think I am happiest this time of year. I don't know what it is. You know, you'd think it'd be summer with the swimming and all the great stuff and all the great outdoor dining and all that kind of thing, but... There is something so spectacular about this time of year on Cape Cod. I oh, mean, this is the best. It's everywhere you go, every walk you take, the crunching and it's the crispy. leaves. And crispy, it's crispy, crispy. Yeah. Everything seems in clearer focus and the water so beautiful. I saw a sunset last night at Wellfleet Harbor. And that's another great thing. Even though the days are getting shorter, sunsets are at such a convenient time. <laughs> you know, you get home from work and there's a sunset at like 6.15 or something like that. And I went down to the harbor and the wind was blowing. It was cold. And it was me and about four other people. And we just were so happy. We're all like, hey, how you doing? Everyone's friendly at a sunset because you've you've gone out and captured that world and brought it back. And so this is the best time to be on Cape Cod. I can't believe it, but it's true. Here, here. All right. Anything else, fellas, as we uh, do booze and spooks and candy things and think about Hershey's with almonds? No. Mr. Goodbar. 
How come you don't oh. see Mr. Goodbar all over don't the place? Don't bring up those Reese's peanut butter cups, peanut Greg. Peanut butter cup. They're everywhere. They're too I universal. I love them. I love them so much. All right, we'll have to settle this on the next episode of the Cape Cod Fun Show. <laughs> well, my name is Eric Williams. Thank you, Mung. Glad to be here. Thank you, Greg. You're welcome. Thank you, Kevin McClaude, for all your great music that you hear on the Cape Cod Fun Show. His website is incompetech.com. Till next time. Till next week. See ya. And then the ghost grabbed Greg's peanut butter cup. And ran into the woods. And Greg said, come back here. And the ghost said... (laughs) And gobbled it down. Nom, nom. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of... uh human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.